you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Talking pigskin on NFL, cause football is really swell. NFL's great and there is no debate, he's gonna talk right now. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 110 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. You can find a new shame report there for your perusal. Um, at the time of this recording, you may be able to find a Sheck to the future there. Rank and I jump into the near future next Tuesday, to be exact, to divine for you who's going to win all the biggest games. What else there, uh, Rank? Man seated to my immediate right. Let's say hello to him from NFL.com. Uh, NFL, Fantasy Live, and so on, and also the author of the Like-Dislike column that comes out every Friday, Adam Rank. How are we? Hey, boss. Thanks for having sure. me. And as you said, depending on when you are listening to this, the Like-Dislike could already be out there, giving you a jump start on your fantasy football week. Uh, last thing that came up at the end of episode number 109 that we should do, you know, I'm after now. Now I'm upset about a couple food matters, and then we'll get into football here, um, is, uh, you know, we brought up that there are two countries we ate um, – Maltesers, is that what they were Maltesers, called from Anglers? Yes. Maltesers, black tie got them in the mail. They're they're the English version of Whoppers, the little candy with the crunchy, yes. cho- you know, the little balls that have the chocolate on them and crunchy. Pretty good, better than I expected. But then Whopper, and then there's also the Whopper Whopper Burger. Of course, we asked which one came first, and mm-hmm. it turns out it was the Whopper candy. Yes, and so Burger King, mm-hmm. an outrage. They stole that. They stole it. There it's, wasn't another word you could use, Burger well, King. Well, I don't know if this is if this makes things better or makes things worse. But in Australia, two kinds of Whoppers the, in the in, U.S. of A. In Australia, the Whopper is known as the Hungry Jack. Oh, well, then why wouldn't we be calling Burger King? I, I want the Hungry Jack. That's way better. There's a there's a restaurant out here called Jack in the Box. Oh, so they, they stole again! Wow. 
Did they have? I was going to say, you could probably go to Russia. This is scandalous. This is scandalous. All right, that's enough about that. But, you know, one more thing. Well, first of all, here he comes into Studio 66 right now, all the way from England, you know, just like those Maltesers were, um, all the way from England. He's also uh, the uh, the our ambassador for the Miami Dolphins here. He's their biggest fan that we know here. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm well. Thank you for asking. And we caught you at the tail end of episode number 109, but we didn't get to have a proper discourse then. So let me ask you, first of all, I know you weren't going to celebrate America's Thanksgiving. And instead, last we heard, just like we heard the music there, you were going to go see James Bond. Did you, in fact, do that? I did, in fact, do it um, last week. Yeah, just the night before Thanksgiving Eve, I think Mm -hmm. you call it. Um, And I had a terrific time, a great movie. By yourself. But all by myself. I like going and watching movies by myself now. I, I, I like Before, I'd, at some point, I'd have been embarrassed about that, but I'm not. No, longer. I like going to the movies it, it alone. It was terrific. It's a great movie. Have you ever eaten alone? I, I mean, yes, in life, but not. I haven't been out to eat by myself. No, that's I, what I, I mean. Have well, what, do you guess, what do you mean, uh, but how high-end? Like a like a QSR, like if you're at the corner bakery or something? I don't know what that means, QSR. Quick serve restaurant. <laughs> Why what? would I possibly know that? I don't even know what quick serve restaurant is. Is that fast food? Yeah. Where did you come up with QSR and quick That's serve restaurant? I've never heard that in my life. Really? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I really. I, okay. I that makes sense. So would Burger King be a QSR? I would think so. <laughs> um well, yeah, no, I've of course, yes. I've eaten I've eaten nice meals, I've eaten nice breakfasts and nice lunches. I've never gone out to dinner yeah, alone and a had a steak one. by myself. That would be weird, I feel like. It's a bit yeah. sad. Yeah, I've gotten to see bands by myself. I prefer that because then you're bands more than movies. At least it's a quiet thing. If you're sitting, if you're if you go out to see a band that you fancy, and then you look over to the guy who or the guys or the people you're with, if they're not enjoying it, then you feel bad. Yes. Then you well, we have to stick with this. If you're in a movie, you're going to stay till the end anyway. But then the people get fidgety, like eh, let's get out of here. I'm not into this band. I, I prefer to go do that by myself. Dave Damashek, yeah, alone. Yeah. Also, people don't like me that much and don't want to <laughs> hang out with me. All right. Congratulations on the Dolphins' victory, Hanson. Thank May, you very much. Uh, right. They deserved it. It was a good game. Can I quickly add something to this really quick? Oh, look who it is. I it's guess, black yeah. tie. Hank, for some reason, voted for RT1 over RG3 for Rookie of the Week. Explain that, Hank. Uh, well, I'm a homer. I mean, that's that's the most obvious explanation. But other than that, I, I enjoyed watching his performance. I enjoyed watching RG3s as well. But here, look. RG3 is going to get the most votes. He's probably going to win that award. But he, uh, but I feel like RT1 deserves my support. Who's going to be the rookie of the year? Do you? We'll start with you, handsome Hank. I I would give it if I had to hand it out, out that award. I would give it to Andrew Luck. I think not only is he rookie of the year, I think he's going to be one of the best five quarterbacks in NFL history by the time he's hmm. done. How based, about that? Based on on what I've seen now, but but I think RG3 will win it because he's. You know, what he's done has been a little bit sexier. Right. Oh, sexier. Look at that. Can I say black that? Tie, yes. Black tie started calling Russell Wilson's deep ball sexy, and now the now the wheels are off. We're throwing sexy around a lot. Speaking of sexy, rank. How say you? <laughs> I think I would I would agree with handsome Hank. I think it's going to be Andy Luck. He's well. I don't think it's going to be, but for what you say, RG three is going to get it because he has that perception. 
But Luck could have his team. It's going to have his team in the playoffs, right. which to me is the more impressive deed. Um, yeah, it's a tough call. I guess let's wait and see. And the the good news is it doesn't really matter. In, fo- in the NFL, I've talked about this for the last couple of years, baseball MVP matters and rookie of the year matters. It's a weird thing. They don't, th- that, you know, the Heisman Trophy, completely irrelevant, and yet people care because it has a name and is a cool trophy. Yep. The NFL awards are, are it's, it's surprise. you know, you think about NHL awards, you know, the Hart Trophy, the MVP Trophy, that means more in that sport. The NBA MVP, that, the, these awards mean more than they do in the NFL, who wins these awards. It's well, an the, odd thing. The thing that gets me every year is that it's really based, and it's, it's meant to be based, and the reason the picks are made is on their regular season performance. Yeah, so right. that like you you've got guys you've got teams who are in the Super Bowl and you've the week before the MVP's announced and his he he may have actually lost the game for them in the wild card round but because he played great through 16 games he's a, he's handed this MVP award that makes no sense to me that reminds me I have to uh, pat Dave Damashek on the back because I've I, I like Dave Kingman the uh, the the one time slugger of the New York Mets and some other baseball teams out there um, a generation ago, he either hit mammoth home runs or struck out uh, spectacularly. That's sort of the strategy I applied with fantasy uh, advice this year. I really swung for the fences, and I and I hit it a long way a couple of places. Swung and missed more often, though, a.k.a. I, I mentioned John Baldwin of the Chiefs would be a top 15 wide receiver this year. That didn't happen, I don't think. Jake Locker. I said Jake Locker was going to be have a breakout year and be huge this year, but I I, I get that one gets the asterisk because he's still coming around. Well, he he's also hurt. been hurt. But the one that I said is I said stick by Cam Newton. He's going to get back on track. He's going to end up playing well, and we saw that on Monday night. So I feel validated at least on that count that uh, Cam Newton is for real and going forward he's going to be dynamite. I think especially if they can add a wide receiver. Anyway, that's uh, who cares about. And we're also, and when we talk about your Dolphins, it reminds of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, handsome. And we're going to talk to Mercedes Lewis here, the great tight end, and our pal who we talked with last year on one of our hard, a hard-hitting episode of Talking Ball. We'll do that. But, you know, something that came up last week, I mean, uh, the other day with the uh, Around the League boys, uh, Dan Hansus and Mark Sessler, who are coming up with their debate club later in the show, is handsome. I, I realize the Dolphins, they're right on the cusp. They're in an interesting spot. They almost, they could conceivably play their way into a playoff spot right now. But as a fan of theirs, when they're, when the likelihood is that they won't, would you rather see them lose out now and so that you get the, as high a pick as possible? Um, okay, well, the next two games against the Patriots and 49ers, so I think, you know, I'm I'm not anticipating them winning either of those two games. Okay, and so they, if they lose to the Patriots, so, so, then they're, they're then done. They're, they're, they're not going to make done. the They're pretty playoffs, much done. Right. Um, uh, no, I don't want to see them lose games. I, I think when you've got a young quarterback like that, you want to see him play as well as he can through the season. I'm, look, we either have, you know, at this point, the Dolphins, if they lose those two games, maybe they finish 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, which puts them up around sort of pick 13 to 18, depending on how other things uh, fall out. I, I, um, I don't trust Jeff Ireland, if he is still the general manager in April, to make a better pick with the 13th pick than he would do with the ninth pick so no i would i want them i'd rather have the short-term excitement now than um going to april getting oh well we've got the 10th pick in the draft and then they end up messing that up too. it's interesting it's that time of year where you, you mentioned jeff ireland who's calling the shots personnel wise uh, for the most part down there in miami we're hearing a lot of buzz about the same names andy reed it's a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. will be gone i expect mike tannenbaum's going to be gone from the jets and so on a lot of coaches on are on the chopping block 
a team that's had relative success has been a relative surprise in the Dolphins. We're connected to guys like Jeff Darlington, uh, NFL reporter, and guys like that. Are you hearing any buzz that Jeff Ireland is in any jeopardy? I can't imagine. I, I, I can't imagine season. that he is. But then you look at this year's draft picks. They they you know they look like they'd had a good draft. And when you look at Tannehill and everything he's done, and and my my thought is he'll turn out to be a good player. Um, so their lower picks, sort of three, four, five, six round. They still they're still in actives every week. We've got a tight end, which is a position of need for the Dolphins, who who've been inactive every week. Lamar Miller, the ex University of Miami running back, played a little bit, was inactive last week. The, I don't know. It's it's the later picks that haven't panned out. What a this garbage pick that is! Oh, I mean, what's what's he terrible. have to? Do? I mean, listen, they have Reggie Bush and they have Daniel Thomas. Well, who, well, that, that was a, that's is, a weird, a wasted pick for a team that had a lot of needs. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they they needed a receiver big time. We all, we've been talking about that all season, and they didn't manage to do that until the sixth and seventh round. So could uh, have had Alshon Jeffrey as a for instance. T.Y. Hilton right. would have been a you know great pick, and and uh, they missed out on him as well. But. It uh, looks like Bush may not be there next year. I think mm-hmm. his contract's up after this season, and I'm not sure. You know, he's he's approaching, must be 29 years old or, or, or getting up that way. So yeah. it might be time for him to go, and then maybe you have Daniel Thomas and Lamar Miller and let them fight it out next year. For I just think if we've spot. learned anything, you don't right. use a high-round draft pick on a on, on, on a, a running back. They're just, I, I, you know, I said that about the Browns last year. I just uh, The Trent Richardson pick, there are better places to go. You can find a serviceable running back later in the draft. All right. Without, okay, so we've got a lot to talk about here with Handsome and Rank and Black Tile chime in in, uh, in just a second here. But first, Black Tie, it's time for the weekly tradition of me making my NFL picks in 60 seconds or less. Hit the music! We're coming at you. It's Thursday afternoon before the big game. I'm on my way to Atlanta as soon as we're done here. I'm going to go under the dome, you know. Um, all right, it's the Saints at the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons in that one. Cardinals at the Jets. Two lost seasons going here. I'll take the Jets. Watch those Jets uh, win their la- win four of their last five here and uh, and save some jobs there. Jags at Bills. We'll go with the Bills. Seahawks at the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. Seahawks stink on the road. They couldn't beat the Dolphins. 49ers at the Rams. I'll take the Niners, but the Rams are going to give them a game. Patriots at the Dolphins. Patriots. The Vikings are at the Packers. The Vikings look done for. I'll take the pack there. Got to get back on track. Colts at Lions. Very interesting game. I'm taking the Lions in that one. And the Panthers are at the Chiefs. Another bum game. I'll take Cam Newton based on what I said earlier. And those Panthers. Texans and Titans. Titans. No wiggle room. Teams are pressing them for that top seed in the AFC. They got to win these games. Buccaneers at Broncos. That's a tough call. I'm going to go Broncos. Bengals at the Chargers. Bengals. Browns at the Raiders. Oh, a lot of bum games this week. I will take the Raiders, I guess. Steelers at the Ravens. Boy, oh boy. I guess I'll take the Ravens. Eagles at the Cowboys. The Cowboys. And then Monday night, the Giants are at D.C. Skins. I will take the Giants. They look like they're ready to come on. Make their annual little push here as December uh, comes around here. So, all right. So, there you go. Let's look at these games real quick here and uh, and kibitz about those. Andrew Luck and company sitting there at 7-4 and four going into the Lions. The Lions pretty much done for after their Thanksgiving Day loss. Um, Andrew Luck, though, I mean, they, they, what, what do we think? Are they going to get that playoff spot? The debate now would seem to be for, that, for the two wild card spots, Pittsburgh, Cincy, Indy. I don't know. I mean, there are ways te- other teams can play their way in there. But it probably comes down to those three, 
And do we think that Andrew Luck and company are going to hold on to that spot? Not the easiest schedule in the world coming at the uh, coming up here. What do we think, fellas? What do we think? The, it seems now everybody's, oh, yes, the Bengals are in. Now it's that, that the Steelers are not going to make it. What do we think? I still – the schedule actually isn't too bad for them. I know they've got Houston twice. They play Houston in week 15, but they have Houston in week 17, which is Precisely. interesting. Precisely. That is – I know what you're getting to. Which right. is, you know what, Houston might have already locked up because Houston's mm-hmm. already beaten the Ravens. Houston so. can win – I think they can win their division, or they can definitely get their playoff berth in week 13, and mm-hmm. I think with a win against the Colts in week 14, they'd be able to um, – Yeah, they're very close to locking up home field advantage, and when that happens, week 17 would be a mail-in game. It's a great point, Rank, because that is exactly what might the, – the playoffs may come down to, for these wild card teams, can come down to whether or not the Texans take care of business on the road in, in, in a road game. And then they also have a, a huge game coming up with New England. So how right. that game goes might determine things. And also, you know, the, the, this, the Ravens game, they have the division wrapped up now, the Ravens hosting the Steelers now. But if they lose that game – I mean, they got – I think the prevailing wisdom is is that Flacco needs to be one of the top two seeds, needs to have at least one home game for that team to well, go wait to the a Super Bowl. I mean, the thing with the Ravens, though, I mean, they lost pretty, pretty horrifically to the Texans. They were not competitive at all. You know, and it reminds me of— They did a- beat the Patriots, though. They did, but if the, if the Ravens had to go to Houston for the AFC Championship game, it reminds me back in 85— where the Cowboys lost huge mm-hmm. to the Bears mm-hmm. in the regular season. Go so in ahead. the divisional round, Dieter Brock and Eric Dickerson smoked the Cowboys 20 to nothing. They go to the 85 NFC Championship game. I could see something like that playing out for the Ravens. Rank got the jump on me with the Dieter Brock <laughs> drop there. But to the larger point, but the, no, but I do, but the victory against the Patriots, even for the Ravens, that, that's a nice win. But the story with the Patriots is that they really make their push in the second half of the season. They keep winning games once the second half of the season rolls around. So you can almost throw that one out the window. And so how do we think things are going to shape up here in the AFC then? Who ultimately is going to be the top seed? I guess that comes down to, because as of now, well, even at, though everybody, way, like oh, Peter at, King is a for instance. Peter oh, look King, at the Raven, but look at the Ravens. Right. Oh, gosh. Broncos. Right. I mean, that could be for the number mm-hmm. two spot. The Giants playing well. Bengals. That's. I mean, listen, If the, this is the thing. Everybody, talk about what have you done for me lately and all the so-called experts. If you listen to them, 95% of them do not look into the crystal ball at all. They just react to whatever just happened. Mm -hmm. So now that Pittsburgh is in a panic. Are they in a panic? Listen, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, and then so did Ben Roethlisberger's backup. That's the story there. I mean, that, that, that's what it comes down to. If I forget Roethlisberger, if Byron Leftwich had been under center against the Ravens and then against the Browns, do you think they would have won both those games? I do. I think at worst they would have been one and one, and things would look a lot different if that had been the case. Certainly, had Byron Leftwich made it through the Ravens game and the Steelers won that, things would look wildly different right now. They would be eight and three, the Ravens. The Steelers would be seven and four with a chance to jump in front of them with a win in Baltimore. Now, of course, that's not the case here. But handing this division over to the Ravens right now, I think, is uh, is specious. Who knows what happens? They've got a puncher's chance. 
Pittsburgh does going in there. Palomalu may be back out there. We'll see with Roethlisberger. I don't agree with the decision if they do ultimately put Charlie Batch in there to start the game. I, I'm Sincerely, Brian Hoyer is a better choice than old man Batch based on what we saw last Sunday. But, uh, yeah, it's a, so so what do you think? You think the Oilers – I mean the Oilers. The <laughs> Texans have uh, have the first seed. I think handsome. the Texans will keep the, keep the first seed. But then you look at the other positions. This weekend, the Broncos and Patriots can already wrap up their divisions with wins. Um, so you know that that's pretty big to have happened uh, this early in the season. Well, don't sleep on that too. The, the you know the Broncos certainly everybody wants a buy, and you know they would like to be at home as well. The Broncos have probably the easiest path to get. They that. have a pretty easy right. path in from here. The Patriots is not too difficult as well, with the exception of that game you mentioned against the Texans. And then really all we're playing for right now, I, I believe that the, the um, uh, Andrew Luck and the Colts will hold on to that. Onto probably the fifth seed, and then really all there's left to play for through the final three weeks of the season could be that in the AFC at least could be that sixth seed. Rank last thing before we get to Mercedes Lewis here is on the other side of things. What we were talking about at the start of the season, talk about what have you done for me lately? At the start of the season, we were saying, well, there are three NFC teams better than anybody in the AFC. The best team in the AFC can't match up. Now I almost feel like it's reversed. Does it? I mean, who do you buy in the in the NFC as a legitimate team that might win this? Not get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Atlanta with Matt Ryan, Green Bay. After after they just get smoked, the Giants maybe. I mean, I guess they're going to win their division at the very least. Who do you buy out of the NFC as a legitimate juggernaut? San Francisco. Yep. Now I that think. they got, but Ka- now they got everybody with the kid. Kaepernick will will have one game between now and the end of the season where we all go, oh wait a second, maybe he's not quite as good as we thought he was because young quarterbacks who who are new to starting do that. Yep, I mean, it's interesting. That ha- that's going to happen. All right, listen, handsome. Thank you for coming in here, and uh, we got to get to your letter here real quick. But uh, first, we've got him on the line from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a Mercedes Lewis. All right, Rank. Here he is, uh, a guy who I got to know on uh, you know another hard hitting episode of Talking Ball about a year ago. Mm-hmm. He was forthcoming. I misunderstood. His name isn't spelled Mercedes like oh. the car. It's Mercedes. Yes. Yeah. So I made that mistake, but <laughs> he didn't embarrass me, which I appreciate. He was a gentleman about that. Um, here he is, the great tight end from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Mercedes Lewis. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's new? What's going on in Jacksonville? Coming off a nice little win there against Tennessee. What's the uh, What's the scoop there with uh, Chad Henney and company? Uh, well, it, it's kind of weird. Uh, what's new is that we finally got a win. Uh, you know, we've been working towards that uh, for a few weeks now. And, um, you know, with Chad coming in there, he's one of those guys that uh, he's been preparing as if he was a starter. He understands that he was uh, one play away. Uh, and his number was called, and, you know, he showed that. What is the frame of mind at this point in the season? We were talking about, um, you know, as fans of a team, you're 2-9. and nine. I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings for me to say you're probably not going to go to the playoffs this year. What happens in the locker room at this point? It's now December. You're you're basically playing it out here. Is the mentality, let's win every game? Or like, yeah, you know what, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we got a really high draft pick. You know what? This is not the first time uh, that I've been through a, a rough year here uh, in Jacksonville, and I can honestly say that normally when you when you're going through something like this, um, as a team and as an organization, you can normally tell when guys start to split apart uh, and, and move in different directions and not stay together. And I can honestly say that uh, we've been together this whole time, um, and, and we're just looking to finish out strong. Uh, we look at it as you know 
the end of this season uh, and the four games, the four preseason games, getting ready for next year. Um, you know, obviously we can't change what's happened, and uh, all we can do is focus on our preparation, and we're going to continue to prepare to win and uh, play it out. It seems like a lot of guys like Chad Henney has something to play for because he's trying to, to, to win a job possibly for next year, right? You know what? I, you know, obviously I haven't talked to him uh, as far as that goes. I know that uh, when he first came in here, one of, the, one of the things he told me was that he's not here to sit on the bench. You know, he's not here to be a backup uh, to begin with. And I think nobody in the NFL is here to be a backup. Uh, and if you have that mentality, then you probably shouldn't be in the NFL. And I think uh, given the fact that he's always prepared as if uh, he was the starter, he's been able to come in and have some, uh, some success. Mercedes, um, I, you know, something I've talked with a bunch of guys about, and I get differing reactions to it. What do you think about my idea? Instead of the Pro Bowl, you maybe even go to the Pro Bowl this year. What about instead of the Pro Bowl, though? It seems like a lot of guys don't like to, for obvious reasons, to take really big hits in that. We do away with that, and instead we play the teams, the two teams that have the worst records, you play for the first overall pick. We do that in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. The two worst teams play for that first pick in the draft coming up. No. What do you mean, no? That's a great idea. Don't know. I'm not rolling with that. Why? Because, and that's something that I've never even thought about something like that. What? <laughs> where did you come up with that? Who in, else you come up with that? In my brain, I came up with it. It'd be it's a great game. Everybody would love to watch that. No? Uh, I don't know, man. I think that experience of going to Hawaii and playing in the Pro Bowl is a great experience. Um, I don't know. That that's that's kind of funny. Well, the worst, even worse than that, like a number of years ago, we're talking 70s and 60s, the two teams that lost the championship games would play for third place. That would have to be the really? most Really? I didn't know that. Ever. Yeah, there was some sort of... Oh, who would want to play uh, in that one? That's terrible. <laughs> man, you, you guys are just coming up with your own... Rules. I'm not making it up! That you, know what they, you know what they used to do? What, here's what they should do. They used to play the Super Bowl champion would play the college all-stars. How awesome would that be? Maybe now you just ring, put a wrinkle into it. The worst team in NFL plays the national champion or the or college all-stars. No, That'd be a fun that. game. That'd be a fun game to watch, wouldn't it, Mercedes? That would never happen. <laughs> Speaking of college, I want to talk, get your thoughts on, first of all, the resurgent UCLA Bruins and what you think about uh, what's going on there. Have they taken over the city of Los Angeles? Have they reclaimed it from the USC Trojans? You know what? I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm a proud Bruin. Uh, obviously, my senior year, we went 10-2, and two, uh, and you know we finished up strong. And to see them uh, finish up, and finishing up the way that they're doing right now and handily whipping USC. Uh, that's exciting to me. I think uh, Coach Moore is doing a great job with them guys. Uh, I was there uh, in April uh, to speak to uh, the team uh, during spring ball and whatever, so I understood uh, the path that they were on the road to. So it's just exciting to see the growth of it, of it all, and you know I'm excited. And it's finally starting to turn around. What did you make? I don't know if you got it over there in Florida, but it was a story here in Los Angeles this week The um, that uh, Jim Mora was confronted by a local reporter here and said, oh, you, you tried to lose that game, or you basically threw the game against Stanford because you didn't want to play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. How say you on that one? 
How about I just not comment on that? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I mean, come on now. I well, I think it's I think it's hokum. I I can't believe that the coaching staff would actually do that. Let's let's uh, have our players lose this game, right? It's silly. It's not even worth that, addressing. That, that would never happen. And uh, let's give Stanford some credit. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. But, uh, yeah, kudos on getting that uh, title there. And you're a man of style. We, we, When I saw you, you were a fashionable man. There's nothing better than in the Victory Bell game, the two teams wearing the home jerseys, right? Uh, you don't like that? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Mercedes. I don't know what to What's say. What's a tradition that dates back because both teams used to share the Coliseum? We know why. You don't have to. T- Listen, I, I put my head together with uh, with coaches Carroll and Neuheisel back in uh, 06 or 07, and I pressed them both. I said, we got to bring this tradition back. They were on board. They were all excited about it. The three figureheads of college football in Los Angeles, Neuheisel, Carroll, and Damashek at the time, we worked together and we brought it back, and now Mercedes Lewis is poo-pooing on it. Uh, I mean, I'm indifferent. <laughs> indifferent. Are we going to see uh, MJD again before the end of the year? I hope so. Um, his rehab is coming along pretty good. Uh, obviously, we're a better team with him in the lineup. Um, and so I hope he uh, gets back pretty soon. Um, and uh, and last thing for you is um, Tyson, I think it's a p- potentially maybe the best name in the NFL. Tyson Alu-Alu, or how do you say it? Tyson Alu Alu. Yeah, people keep telling me it's Alu Alu, and I, it's it's a little less fun for me to say. I think Alu Alu is a, is a little more fun to to say. Alu 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 Mercedes Mercedes. I mean, <laughs> I get confused. He, yes, he's. I get confused. Last thing, then, what is the bet? What's the better blue uniform? The Jags when they wear the turquoise or teal blue, or the UCLA powder blue? Uh, and and don't say the UCLA powder blue. Trying to put emphasis on the powder. I'm that, not... that blue, the UCLA blue has actually changed a little bit. It's gotten a little darker. I've noticed I like that. that. I like that blue. I like the blue they were wearing against Stanford. I thought that uniform was sharp. That navy blue? Yeah. Eh. It's good luck. I'm like uh, Mercedes when it comes to the Victory Bell home jersey thing. I'm indifferent eh. about those navies. Yeah. <laughs> eh. That's what I say there. Hey, uh, Mercedes, you going to be out here in L.A. in the off season? Yeah, I'll be there. Let's play horse. I want to play horse because you know how to play basketball. How about how about Damashek versus Lewis for all the marbles in horse? We can set that up. All right, cool. Maybe we'll play Bruin. Maybe that's what we'll do. B R U I N. Whatever works. However you want to lose. <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't. I didn't ask for trash talking, Mercedes. I'm not interested in that. Well, I'll let my deeds speak for themselves. All right, Mercedes Lewis. We appreciate uh, the time and uh, and go get those uh, those Buffalo Bills. Go get some wings and then go get those Bills on uh, Sunday. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Guys. There he goes, Thank the you. great Mercedes Lewis. Nice fella. I I like yapping with him. Big fan of his, absolutely. You are. You're a big fan of his. I am a big fan. Oh, you're going to root for him to beat me in horse? I will, of course. Why? Goes Why would saying. you like to see that? He's a he's a professional athlete. He's supposed I, to win. I used to. You root for Superman to beat Lex Luthor too. I imagine you're a front runner. I'm not a front runner. Why that's because why? That? Of course, Mercedes Lewis Superman. should beat me. Have you read that? By the way, have you read this thing? I got to give you this book. It's called Red Sun. It's a reimagining of Superman as if the uh, as if he landed in the Soviet Union. 
<laughs> it's incredible. That's awesome. It is so incredible. I do like that the U.S. He just he just sides with the U.S. Yes. He's not. He's not for the world. He's not for one peaceful na- one peaceful globe. He's he's much more red, he's white, an and American, blue. Yes, <laughs> I do it's like a, the idea. It's of such that. a great. I do like the idea of that. Wow, we should ask Mercedes Lewis about that. I can't believe he doesn't like my uh, my great game. My my two loser. The loser bowl. All right. Anyway, he's terrific, and that's that. All right, handsome Hank. One, P- you've been holding on to that letter, and I appreciate it. And uh, so so that was. By the way, for a newcomer to the podcast, you may not know handsome Hank first. Uh, came came into the Dave Damashek football program fold as sort of our social media guy. He was reading our favorite tweets and comments and everything else from uh, football figures, and then he just emerged as a star all on his own. But now you're going old school, and you, you've brought in you've brought in. I, I brought in a, show, a bit of show and tell apart from this is a podcast, so I can't show you, so I'm going to just tell instead. Um, Fireman Ed, the Jets' um, yes. self-appointed, self-anointed past fan. Week, yes. I mean, the, things have spiraled out of control once your lunatic fans begin becoming the story um, anywhere. Anyway, he wrote a letter to the New York Metro newspaper, I think it was called, um, explaining why he's stepping down from a role that he wasn't actually appointed to anyway and sort of resigning. <laughs> stepping which is, down. But he, that's what he calls it. So I want to read some of this letter. I will provide some commentary because I think this is either he's um, a comedy genius or he... It, but I don't think that's the answer. Don't think that's the case. So on Thanksgiving night, I left the Jets game before halftime. Mm. This was the second time in a row I left before there were four zeros on the clock. We've had much worse teams than this, and I never, never left before. I pride myself in that because I'm not a quitter. I'd just like to add a note here. Fireman Ed has been a Jets fan since 1975. Long-term Jets fan. What we don't know is that before that, from at the age of 10, he became a Jets fan. Up until that point, he was actually a Miami Dolphins fan. Mm. And his favorite player growing up was Paul Warfield, not a Jet. So he's not a quitter. He's never quit on a team before. <laughs> I decided to leave Thursday. Sounds because, like you're saying he's exactly that, right. but all right. You're reading between the lines. That's what I'm I doing. I decided to leave Thursday because the confrontations with other Jets fans have become more common, even though most Jets fans are fantastic. This is an indication of how society is lost and is continuing to lose respect for one another. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on about some rubbish. <laughs> um, A man who wears his fire hat to the right. stadium. <laughs> this is my favorite society. bit. This is my favorite bit. Although I can hold my own, I do not want to lose my temper and make a stupid mistake. I have a responsibility the fa- to the families and kids that enjoy the game and Fireman Ed. <laughs> By saying that, it's almost like Fireman Ed is Santa or the Easter Bunny or something. Like, yes. kids, are not, kids aren't going to believe oh, no. in Fireman Ed or, worse, think Fireman wow. Ed's a bad guy. Well, you know that, like, I did the, I did the countdown of the six worst soul-crushing losses right. of the season. You can find it at NFL.com slash Adam Rank. Thank you very much. And, uh, and I used the lead-in of, of Fireman Ed quitting, and his fanboys were like, he didn't quit because the Jets were bad. It's because <laughs> Jets fans were haranguing him. And I'm like, nope, he's still a loser. But so here's the best bit. Are his are his are now are his services now open for well, the other thirty one teams? Interesting because he says, I've enjoyed my time enchanting the greatest chant in sports. <laughs> he spells out the word Jets. How will fan, how will Jets fans do it from now on? They're going to be like, we needed we need that guy, the guy with the helmet, to to remind us. How, is it, I know there's a J that, uh, and some other. <laughs> J- well, even that, by like, the way, isn't J- that even stolen? E- isn't that stolen from the UCLA? UCLA. Isn't that UCLA? Regardless of who stole who, that's not the greatest chant in sports. Spelling your team's name. What is the greatest? I don't know, but it can't be. What if it's USA? 
I don't know, but maybe email. He can lead. Maybe he <laughs> email. Can lead us I, I mean, tweet me at Damashek at Adam Rank at uh, at NFL UK Hank. Let us know what is the best chant. That's a good question. I like that. Let's let's take that up. I What's bet, the best cheer for a for a, a fan? Man, I uh, feel that it's going to come from the world of wrestling. Just because they, they – It's not J-E-T-S. I'll tell you that right now. I kind of like that one, actually. J- really? Yeah, it's, it's, not, kinda, it's, it's spelling the team's name. Well, I wonder if some – but, I mean, are the Jags or somebody like that going to now go J-A-G-S. out and get Fireman, J- Fireman Ed? All right, listen. We'll take this up uh, next week. I have to uh, make way to uh, to Hotlanta now for the Saints and Falcons. Handsome Hank, a pleasure to see you. Thanks to Mercedes Lewis, a delight always. Can't wait to see him in Studio 66 sooner rather than later. Black tie, fine job. Adam Rank, very good. Next week, let's get into this thing, the most soul-crushing losses in uh, in NFL history, because I have a lot of thoughts on that. I was say, and, uh, the Chargers are still playing it. this week, so that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce next week. In the meantime, it's time for the Around the League Debate Club. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to another edition of the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, joined, as always, by a man whose professional football analysis has curious powers over women folk, Mark Sessler. Well, thank you, Dan. I'm not sure that's uh, accurate on any level, but that would be in line with most of your football reporting. So, Well, you know, what's going on? Not too much. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it wasn't that good. I mean, I had, um, <laughs> I had picked in our NFL... Uh, around the league picks i had taken the lions right um and had that stolen from me a hero pick and if you follow along with our picks on the around the league blog a hero pick is one where we have five people making picks and only one of the people in this group picks a team so i was the only one to pick the lions over the texans and we saw what happened we had the you know dorset uh, excuse me the four set uh, down by contact, those are eight yards, goes 81 yards. Jim Schwartz ruins my life. Jason Hansen misses a 47-yard field goal. And then the cherry on the Sunday, I had a second hero pick, which was, and you know this one, it was even more painful. You were next to me. Fourth and 29, I had the Chargers, the only man, I am the champion of the underdog, the only man mad enough to pick the Chargers in that spot. And all they need to do is make a stop on fourth and 29, and Norv Turner's band of merry cowards fails me. Dan, you do realize that a hero pick is when you get it right. I mean, you you can pick you can be the only one to pick something. <clears throat> but last I looked, if your if your team making picks was an actual team, the coach would be retained after this season, shredded, let go. I mean, where are you in this thing? Are you deep in, in the distance? I'm I'm in last place, but it, because I am the champion of the underdog, which I have a trademark on. Self-branded. Self-branded, yes. Self-proclaimed. You were in first place, so you deserve credit. I will. I don't need tell to. I, I'm. I'll just do the Patriots thing. Down, I just want. No, listen. I won't say anything. <laughs> don't don't patronize me. We've somehow the tenor in the office has remained civil despite you really you were up in the mix and you've just you've faded recently. I'm not sure what's going on. I I need to start going more mainstream with my picks. Yeah, people don't care about this. Also, uh, no, who cares? Uh, let, let's talk about something. Henry Handsome Hank. Uh, on the Dave Damashek football program on today's podcast, uh, he read Fireman Ed of New York Jets super fam, uh, fa- fame, uh, his letter in the Metro, which is a free daily newspaper in New right. York. I'm not sure how he didn't get the New York Post or the no, Daily News it's a fair question. or even Newsday. 
he gets the Metro. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, he ha- Handsome Hank in his beautiful voice read the letter. And we just let's talk about this a little bit. Mark, what did you t- think about Fireman Ed retiring? Well, I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's I mean, I'm not sure that he ever had a job to begin with. So I'm not sure he can sit down and retire. I mean, obviously, he drew a lot of fire at the same time. Um, I found it a little bit of an emotional response for a guy that really has already been through so much with this team. Is this re- was this really the lowest point this Thursday night loss? It was bad. Well, but- no, he he made it clear, and he had been with the team when they went four and twenty nine over ninety five and ninety six. This is by far and a lot of people think Mark Sanchez running into the derriere of his linemen is somehow the worst thing, and the Jets are the biggest joke they've ever been. This isn't even close. No, and which. Ed mentions in his open letter that I've been through worse. I didn't leave because of that. I left because I am getting basically uh, people are stepping up to me in the stands trying to cause fights with me. And I just don't want to do I don't want to deal with that anymore. And I was talking to my dad who's yesterday on the phone who's been a Jets fan uh, going back to the name of days. And, you know, he took me to a lot of games from the late 80s through the 90s into the 2000s. We went to a lot of games. And I can attest Fireman Ed made an error in doing this because people, are, if anything, people are gonna, only going to go after him more now when they see oh, him. Of course. But I can attest that it is a salty crowd at the Meadowlands at a Jet game when you factor in that the team is perpetually letting down the fan base and frustrating people. And then you factor in the average 7.4 beers to <laughs> each customer in the stadium. Right. And that's factoring in the Man, people woman, are, and child. You, well, you're factoring in the children that aren't drinking, hopefully – the uh, recovering alcoholics that are staying away, people that abstain, like pure people like you, although you <laughs> do drink, uh, as I know. But what I'm saying is there, are people, there. Yeah, there are people that are drinking, um, you know, 13 beers before a game starts. Right. And they're looking to fight. So I understand that. I understand he's in that bad spot. But I just want to – and Bryce behind the glass today, if you could play the YouTube clip that Mark sent me um, of Jet fans just – destroying the team when they went into the tunnel at halftime on Thursday night. You guys are a disgrace. Timo! Timo, I want you in the second half. I want you to go. Timo, There it is. Now that was rough. It is. You know... I, I got to say one thing though. It's not as if the if Met life is that much rowdier than, for instance, the dog pound on a bad day. I mean that 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 is a, a lathered up fan base. But one thing that Ed said that concerned me. He said he was going to still go to games, right? Right. As a non-fireman, he's just going to be Ed, undressed up in his, you know, just Ed, just, just Ed in quotes. Ed, Ed the man who yeah. apparently has a day job somewhere. How isn't it impossible to get? Jets Giants tickets to the degree where how does he just decide to relocate? We're not at a in a park having a picnic. How do you, how does he just go to well, another part would, of the stadium? Well, I think especially this season, tickets are very easy to come by on StubHub or any other site. He also mentioned in that open letter that he had friends and connections and he could move rather easily. Yeah, but I don't know. It, the whole thing is it's kind of sad. It's indicative of a lost season in New York and. You know, the silliness that's come to undermine this franchise where they, it seems like football has become this 
secondary story to the Jets being dysfunctional. That's a good point. I mean, let me ask you one thing about, do you, do you think that when we go through, all right, this season ends, obviously, barring Greg Rosenthal's prophecy that they're going to go 8-8 eight and eight and make the playoffs. Bizarre prophecy. Very bizarre prophecy. Let's say, you know, a nice offseason happens, there's some changes, there's new optimism around the Jets. Does he don the fireman hat and return next season with another article announcing his... Who, Greg? Well, no. <laughs> well, Greg will be back, or will never leave. Fireman Ed, will he be back? Oh, I thought you meant Fireman Greg, who I referenced in a post earlier uh, last week. Maybe Greg took Ed's spot, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I believe Fireman Ed will be back by next September. He's going to realize, listen, everybody is something in life, right. you know? Fireman Ed is Fireman Ed. Right. He, it's not like he's going to uh, find a way to fill that hole in the center. And he's going to realize very quickly, you know, that's who I was. You know, he's not going to be now. He's not going to get into backgammon and go hang out on porches uh, and, you know, forget about the Jets and pro football. He's going to realize this is who I am. And, he's, you know, he just the guy made a mistake. But there's been a lot of mistakes with the Jets this year. I think that's why it's an embarrassing move, because you're right. This is his identity. You know this guy's going to be back next season shouting his J-E-T-S. And that's – I'm sorry, he'll never be the same guy after this. Yeah, and that and that audio clip we played, I mean, that is the reason why he's saying he's stepping away. And I can't really blame him. You listen to the, the vitriol in that crowd. I mean, it's pretty rough. Um, speaking of Greg Rosenthal, this is going to be a first on the ATL Debate Club. Greg is our boss, essentially. He can make or break us uh, with the snap of a finger and a wave of the hand. That's accurate. So uh, it makes sense to have him on. Uh, it does. It does. Probably should have happened sooner. Yes, and maybe we could ask him about that when he gets on. And let's let's talk to him right now because we want to talk about our uh, stick a fork in him series. I think yeah, and he's sort of he is lording over that at the moment. Right. It is one. Of, I think it's maybe our best series. We do many of them, but I like I like the conceit of it, and I like that it, it causes a lot of controversy on Twitter and the like. And Greg is, uh, since it is his project, he kind of gets the the final decision on who gets forked. Yeah. So let's talk to him about what's coming up. Greg, are you there? What's up? Hey, boss. Hey, Greg. It's uh, of course, as you know, Mark and Dan. <laughs> this is this is big time. You guys letting me on your little uh, podcast here. Well, we were just saying yeah. this probably. Uh, from a political standpoint, for our own security, job-wise, this should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, plus, you know, the Twitter followers, that, that would help, too, you know, get a little retweet action. Yeah, our timing ill, as always. <laughs> Greg, so we were just talking about the Stick of Fork in Them series, which is, um, you know, it's your thing. I mean, you have the final call on who gets forked. <laughs> and I guess we'll start, because we were just talking about Fireman Ed. Let's start with... The Jets, because that's become very contentious within the uh, within the office, and uh, over I am between all three of us. Uh, Greg, uh, I mean uh, Mark, myself, and the rest of America seems to think the Jets are done. Greg, you still think there's a chance? Well, there is a fork committee that meets. Uh, <laughs> it may not involve any other um, people outside of my own head, but a lot go, goes into the decision. I, I think the Jets are still alive. Look at the schedule. The Cardinals this week. Who do we have next week? The Jets, the Jaguars. I'm using we for the Jets, by the way. I love I just, this. Well, it's shifted into we. I, I think I, I just smell a three-game winning streak, something like that, and people saying, could the Jets really be alive? I don't think they'll quite make it, um, but that's, that's what I'm feeling. 
I mean, let me ask you one thing. Why why do other teams facing the Jets down the stretch, these easy schedule teams, not look at New York and say the same thing about a defense that's given up, what is it, 30-something points a game over the last four or five? Oh, it's been great. It's been ugly. <laughs> well, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and they did come out and they they won in St. Louis, and those are the types of games they're playing. They got, what, is it, Arizona, Jacksonville, Tennessee, San Diego, Buffalo. I don't know. The fork is obviously a uh, mercurial thing. It's not really predictable. It's just a gut feel. We killed the Chargers this week. You know, we, I, I'm tempted to kill the Vikings right now, uh, but I just, in my gut, I feel like the Jets are going to surprise everyone. I know I'm on a limb. And maybe I should jump in here, and this really speaks to the flaws that Mark and I have as broadcasters, <laughs> but we never said what the fork means. And it means, yeah. uh, Greg, why don't you say it, actually? Well, it's when we, we say their season's over. And they might not be mathematically out of it, but we're confident they are not going to make the playoffs. Maybe they'll even make a little, you know, mini run to, to get us worried. Right now the Redskins are, the, are really the only team that we forked so far uh, that it could give us some problems. What, well, what would you say? I mean, so, all right, the Jets are obviously um, insanely safe in your mind. What, what team is hovering the closest to being taken away from the landscape at this point? Oh, well, the Jets and the Bills are right at the top. Uh, the Vikings, I would say, would be next. Even though they're 6-5, and five, I, I think I'm going to fork them if they lose to the Packers this week. Who has been your surpri- most surprising fork that you've done where you were you're kind of, as you were writing, you were like, I can't believe I'm doing this already? The Lions. Yeah. I thought they would get in the mix. And it's funny, if they had just won that game and, and gotten you your pick uh, the other yeah. on Thanksgiving, they'd kind of be in the mix at five and six. You know, I use numbers as part of it. Part of it is playoff odds that, I, you know, sometimes it, it goes along with my gut. You know, the Jets, for instance, have about a 5% chance to make the playoffs according to football outside. That's pretty low. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually about the same as the Vikings, who are about 6 or 7%, and they have a winning record. So, uh, a, a lot goes into the fork. It's not just willy-nilly. And how's everything else, Greg? Uh, it's pretty good. I, mean, I got to go downstairs and help bring up my daughter Ellis. You know, up the stairs in a little bit. So it's a big day. I did, she's a beautiful girl. I, I've seen her picture on your desk. You are a, a happily married man with a great family, and we're. You know, <laughs> it's great to have you as a, a guy to look up to in the uh, in the around the league uh, family. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> Uh, Greg, thank you very much for coming on. We should do this again for sure, right? Greg, I'll we am with you. When and we're talking about the six and seven Jets in a couple of weeks, and you guys can, can say I got it right. <laughs> I like it because you are now the biggest Jets fan in uh, ATL, and it's pretty incredible. But that is the reality we live in now. It's sad. <laughs> all right, Greg, thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. And that is, that's all the time we have uh, today. Oh, we out of time already. That's it. That's it. That's all we get. A lot of people get an hour for their podcast, uh, some more. Uh, we get about 12 minutes. All right. Before we go, we were, we were pretty convinced that we may be the only people, maybe along with our wives who are forced to listen to this, the only people listening to this show. Yeah. You had an idea about... Um, well, right. Adam Rank, every, every time we're on the Dave Damashek football program, he, uh, Dave, who listens to the show turns to Rank and says, have you listened yet? And Rank says some smarmy remark. Well, clearly know. he's n- never he's listened, listened to the show. He ever. said he's going to listen this week. Right. So we decided let's test him and let's drop a code word. Okay? I like it. And that code word is? 
Skinny tie. Skinny tie. Well, it's two words, but, you know, let's not get stuck Why with is it skinny tie? Because that is the fashion accessory that Rank has really embraced in the past 12 to 14 months that I have noticed. So what does Rank need to do? All he has to do is just say skinny tie, and we'll know that he listened. But we're not going to say anything. And we'll leave it We'll leave it there. Rank, if you're listening, you could really stick it to us right now. But for now, let's stick a fork in the ATL Debate Club. See you next week. Next week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.